Welcome to the city. I have a couple of questions as we, as we start today. Again, we're talking about prayer. My, my question for you to start with is, do you pray? Do you pray? I, I'm sure all of us at some time or another, if you call yourself a Jesus follower, hopefully you pray occasionally, but how often do you pray? What are the kinds of things that, that you pray about? Let's take it a step further. Do you have confidence when you pray? I mean, if you're being honest, do you have confidence when you pray that God hears your prayers? Do you have confidence that he not only hears them, but can and will answer them? How about, how about this? What, what motivates you to pray? What, what, is the, the things in your, what are the things in your life that, that drive you to your knees in prayer? Is it fear? Maybe it's desperation or some pain in your life. Maybe you're going through something difficult. And finally, what, what hinders you the most from, from praying? I would imagine if we t- took a poll of the room, like how many of you guys would say, man, I should, I should probably pray more than I do. I would guess that 100% of us would say that was true of us, right? Because we, we all have this ideal in mind, like, man, we should be, be praying more. But a lot of times that doesn't really say much about the real, like what's actually happening in our lives, like how we actually spend our, our time. Maybe we're just too busy. Maybe we're a little bit apathetic. I, I know for me, a lot of times when I face decisions, I don't even think to pray until I'm made to think to pray, right? By my circumstances, I'm, I'm driven to it by, by some kind of crisis. We're going to talk about prayer today in, in a couple of different ways, but I want to start with Hebrews chapter 4. This is a verse we've shared a lot as it, as it pertains to prayer. Paul writes, so, so then we have a great high, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. So he's saying here, Jesus, who is the Son of God, is our great high priest. He, he's the means by which we can even come to God in prayer. It's because of what Jesus did on the cross for us. He kind of bridged that divide. So we have a way to have a relationship with God. He is our, our high priest. He says, this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he, he did not sin. So not only is Jesus our high priest, but as we know, Jesus was God in a body. He walked the earth. He faced all the same testings that we do, but he didn't sin. That means Jesus knows the way of temptation. He empathizes there with us, but he also knows the consequence of sin because he took our sin upon himself. He, he died to pay for it. So Jesus, who we're coming through to, to talk to God, understands what we face. So he says, then let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. Let us come boldly. We are, if, if, again, if we're followers of Jesus, we're adopted into God's family. We, we are his sons and daughters. So he's saying we can come boldly to the throne. We're his kids. Yes, we come with reverence. We come with respect, but we don't have to tiptoe up to a, an angry God, right? Hoping he doesn't like smack us. He's our gracious and loving heavenly father so we can come boldly to him. He wants us to come to him, to talk to him, to bring our, our needs to him. And then when we get there, we receive his mercy. We find grace to help us when we need it the most. I don't know about you, but man, I could use 
some grace. <laughs> I need mercy in my life. I think a lot of us just misunderstand prayer. I remember growing up as a kid, I was in church every time the doors were open because my family unlocked the doors and then they locked the doors at the end, right? We were there all the time. And I remember these prayer meetings that would just go on seemingly forever. And you'd have us kids, you know, rolling around under the pews and playing GI Joes or whatever and wondering, man, when is this misery going to be over? Right? I want to go home. I think a lot of us get stuck in that level of maturity and understanding of prayer. We think, man, it's, it's boring. It's laborsome. We dread it. Now, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings here. I'm, I'm guilty of this, this mindset too sometimes, but what is that in us? We don't realize what we have at our fingertips when it comes to prayer. The power, the, the perspective we could gain, the, the intimacy with God that's available to us. The understanding of, of who he is and his character. Prayer is the most underutilized weapon we have as Christians. It's the most important thing we can do. It's our connection to our Father. We have a direct line of access to the creator of the universe. I mean, he's, he's literally a thought away. And he's the one that controls all of it, right? Whatever's happening in your life, whatever circumstances you're going through, he's the only one that can change any of it. He's the, ultimately the only one in control. I have a close friend of mine that's uh, the managing partner of the new Bubba's 33 uh, restaurant. So let's say I go on a, a date with my wife there and I just have a miserable experience, right? Let's say the food is terrible, which it's not, it's delicious. But the food's bad, the, the waitresses are just awful. I mean, we just have a bad, bad experience. I could complain to Jennifer, that wouldn't do a lot of good. I could complain to some of the staff there or I could go to Marco who it's in his power to make changes, right? Like, like I could go to him and he could fix all of the problems because he's ultimately the only one that can do anything about it. As sons and daughters of the living God, you have direct line, not only to the one that can change your circumstance, but that can see everything, every part of your life from the perfect perspective. You have access to the one that completely and fully and correctly understands all the factors at play. The one who loves you perfectly, who wants what's best for you, who can see your future. In fact, he holds your future. And by the way, the one who wins in the end. That's what we have at our, our disposal. And guess what? He is ready and willing and just longing for you to come to him. He wants you to, to come to him. He wants us to, to pray. He, he never sleeps. <laughs> He's always there for us. So instead of dread, we should come before God boldly in awe that the creator God wants to even have a conversation with us. I mean, how amazing is that? We should come to God with, with that spirit of David who said, what is man that you're mindful of him? And what a miracle this is of prayer. It's a privilege, really. And listen, we don't want to guilt you into something. That's not really helpful, right? Guilt and shame only pushes us away from God. We want instead today to open your eyes to, to an opportunity that we have 
in prayer and, and kind of just nudge you towards your heavenly father. We want you to, to maybe identify as we go through some of this today. I'd like each of you to think, man, what is my next step when it comes to my prayer life? Like what's, what's the little baby step that I can take? Again, we can all day long compare ourselves to this ideal scenario of what maybe a prayer life should look like, but let's, let's deal today in the real. Like let's start where you are. What's, what's a baby step that you can take towards God in, in your, your prayer life today? And identify that. A lot of times we can look at the ideal and man, we just get so like discouraged. Like there's just no way I'll ever get there, right? But let's not think that way today. What's God asking of you today when it comes to your prayer life? So we're going to talk about a couple of different types of prayer that we're going to engage in today here in just a little bit. And then, like I said, we're, we're going we're gonna to pray. And uh, I think it'll be powerful if we'll engage in the process today. But the first kind of prayer we're talking about is individual prayer, right? This is a personal prayer between you and God. Uh, we, we, we need to be having conversations with God. Our world is so noisy, right? The, the world around you, it's, it's chaos. We all face problems and difficulties and decisions on a daily basis. We need his guidance in our lives. Right? We, we need his input. We need his, his direction. And, and this is another statement I know is absolutely true today. We all have something right now in our lives that we need to be praying about. Period. There's, no, there's nothing too small that we, we just can't bring it to him. I don't care what level of issue you're facing or what level of decision you're facing. We need to be bringing it. To God. In fact, Paul tells us, not only do we have something to pray about, we have everything to pray about. In Philippians chapter four, he says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything, everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Don't worry about anything, right? Don't worry, be happy, right? No, not be happy. Don't worry, pray. And then what's on the other side of, of prayer? Peace. Could you use some peace in your life? I know that I could. Don't worry about anything, pray about everything. And then Jesus kind of gives us a picture of how to do that when it comes to, to personal prayer. In Matthew chapter six, he says, when you pray, by the way, notice the word when, not if you ever decide to pray or if it, you happen to think of it. When you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, pray to your father in private, and then your father who sees everything is going to reward you. I love the way the, the message paraphrase paraphrases this verse. It says that we should come before God simply and honestly so that we're not tempted to role play before him, right? We don't want to pretend to be something we're not. And then it says our thoughts will shift from us and our problems to, to God. And then we're going to start to experience his peace in our lives. Paul goes on to say, and Paul, Jesus goes on to say, don't, don't ramble on and babble on, use a lot of words as if the number of words somehow adds up to God answering our prayers. He says, don't do that. You're not going to convince God of something. He, he already knows what you need before 
you ask. God already knows what you need before you ask. So you might say, then why ask if he already knows? Because something amazing happens when we pray. Our, our hearts shift toward God. Our will starts to bend towards God's will. And then we experience his, his peace that just doesn't make sense. In the middle of your storm, in the middle of your chaos, in the middle of your difficulty, you can experience peace that can only come from God. You can walk through life and people are like, I don't know how that person, I don't know how she does it, man. She's going through so much, but she has all this faith in God. I don't know how he does it. That's something God does in us when we're closely connected to him, when we're speaking to him, when we're experiencing peace that goes beyond all understanding. That's, that's personal prayer, kind of in a, in a nutshell. The other one we're going to experience today is, is corporate prayer. Corporate prayer. This is where we all get together and we pray as a church family. We pray in unison together. We, we pray for each other. We pray with each other. Jesus said, said this in Matthew 21, my house will be called a house of prayer. Churches are supposed to be about prayer. Prayer. We, we need to be praying. And throughout the book of Acts, the very first churches there were, first century churches, Prayer was like the hallmark of, of what, they, what, what they were all about. They were praying constantly. Acts chapter 1 says it this way. Verse 14, they all met together and were constantly united in prayer. I mean, they were praying nonstop. They were praying daily. Why? Well, because at this point, Jesus has been arrested and crucified and buried. He's resurrected. He gives them the, the great commission, right, to make disciples of all the nations. And then he ascends into heaven and he's, he's gone. And they don't know what to do next. So what do you do when you don't know what to do? You pray. They prayed and they asked God what to do. And then they waited for an answer. Now, what would happen if we actually waited on God for an answer before we acted? before we decided something. That's what they did. So, so then what happened? God answered their prayer. They, you remember Pentecost, they received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came and then they went out and preached the word of God with boldness. And then people got saved by the thousands and these churches started to pop up all over the place. And what was the hallmark of these churches? They, they prayed constantly. In chapter two of Acts, verse 42, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, sharing of in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. They prayed. Then they prayed some more. Then they prayed some more, and God did amazing things. These meetings were, were constant. At the city, we, we believe in, in prayer. That's why we devoted a, one night a week for corporate prayer. If you've never been to city nights, maybe that's your next step in your prayer life. Come on Wednesday nights at 6.30, we pray. It's not weird, right? It's not boring. It's awesome. You, you would never leave going, man, I wish I hadn't done that, <laughs> right? It's, it's a great part of, of our week together. It's one of my favorite things that we do here at the city. We get together and we pray for each other. We hold each other up like a family should. So 
That's what we're going to do for the rest of our, our time today. The sermon's over. <laughs> and now we're going to pray. This is kind of a, a peek into what we would do on, on a Wednesday night. So I would just ask that you engage in this process. Don't, don't zone out. You know, don't get on Facebook and start scrolling around or whatever. Uh, let, let's, let's pray together for just a few minutes and then we're going to worship some more. I love this quote by A.W. Tozer. He said, the key to prayer is simply praying. <laughs> That's the key. That's the secret. The key is, is just, just do it. Nothing to it but to do it, right? Pray. We're going to start kind of wide with our nation and we're going to pray for our church and then we're going to pray for some individual things, for you know, a way that we can pray for each other. So we're going to start with, with our country. We're going to pray for a spiritual awakening, a, a revival in our country. Our country, and you, this is no secret, you see it every day. Our country is absolutely running from God, running from truth. It's in a, a state of complete confusion and disillusionment. And we need to pray for revival and spiritual Awaken in a spiritual awakening. Revival is when believers like you and I, followers of Jesus, catch fire, right? We get hungry for more of God. We devote ourselves to prayer. We ask him to fill us with his spirit, with boldness. We catch fire. We return to prayer and obedience. Revive right, means to, to live again, to have that just a, a renewed spiritual hunger. We, we kind of get woken up from our, our sleep. And then that leads, as we're filled with the Spirit, just like they were in the, the book of Acts, as we fill with the Spirit and we're preaching the Word of God with boldness, it leads to a spiritual awakening. People far from God turning to Jesus. People in, in, in huge numbers. Again, it, as it was in the book of Acts, after that Pentecost meeting, as the Holy Spirit came and Peter went out and preached the word, 3,000 were added to the number That's that very day. We'll see massive amounts of people turn to Jesus and be saved. A.T. Pearson said it this way, there's never been a spiritual awakening in any country or locality that did not begin in united prayer. Prayer, you look throughout church history, anytime there was a great move of God, a revival, an awakening, it was birthed in prayer. And it can happen again. A quick story I want to read you. In 1940, Professor Edwin Orr of Wheaton University in uh, Illinois led a group of theology students all the way to England where they visited sites of some great revivals. One location was Epworth Rectory, the part-time home of John Wesley. He's a famous reformer who led spiritual renewal movement in the 1700s. As a man of prayer, Wesley interceded for revival to sweep through England and to spread to America as well. Dr. Orr pointed out two worn places on the carpet next to Wesley's bed where the great reformer knelt for hours in prayer each day, crying out to God for revival. As the tour concluded, the students loaded the bus and after counting them, Orr noticed one was missing. He returned to the house. He eventually located the lost student in John Wesley's bedroom. He was kneeling on the same worn impressions where Wesley had fervently prayed for revival. The student was repeatedly pleading, do it again, Lord. Do it again. 
and would you do it again with me? Placing his hand on the young man's shoulder, Orr said, son, it's time to leave. Everyone's on the bus. The student rose and then he went and joined the rest of his classmates. That student was a young Billy Graham. And through him, God did it again. Why? Because Billy Graham was passionate to see God move. And he prayed consistently for it. You think one person praying can't change the course of a nation? What if we all prayed? What if we all devoted ourselves to prayer, to revival, to spiritual awakening in our country? So let's do it. We're going to pray. And the way we do it on Wednesday nights, I know a lot of times for me, if, if I'm where you're, sitting where you are and someone says, let's pray for X, I'll do pretty good for about 10 seconds and then I kind of trail off because I'm very ADT, right? I have a trouble staying focused. So we, we help you stay focused by giving you things to pray for. So we're going to pray for our, our nation, pray for revival among believers, that they'd be set on fire for Jesus for a spiritual awakening for among non-believers that many would turn to Jesus, for signs and wonders as, as we pray, as God moves, amazing things happen. You see that all throughout scripture. Jesus would do a miracle and people would come to see and they'd be amazed and people would give their lives to him, start following him. And then finally that God would start with me. That he would start with you. He would start with each one of us. Like God, do something in me, start it in me. I encourage you to, to pray in that way. So I'm going to give you a minute or two to, to pray for these things. We're going to have some, some music going during this time. And then one of our prayer team members will close out each of these sections with a, a kind of a prayer on the mic as we conclude each section together. So again, pray for these things for a couple of minutes, and then we'll have a prayer team member close us out. God, we're committed to your word. We're committed to what you ask of us. And Lord, you ask us to pray. And so we just want to agree together, Lord, that you would stir our hearts. Would you revive us, Lord? Would you give us great passion for Jesus? Lord, let us be such a light in our world because we've got passion for Jesus, our hearts have been revived. And in such a way, Lord, that there'd be awakening that happens in our city, Lord, in our area, that non-believers would come, they would see Jesus in us. They'd be drawn to that, they'd commit their lives to Christ, Lord. Would you bring a revival in such a way that our whole area, Lord, gets on fire? Not just our church, but churches all over our city, Lord. 
God, we're asking that you begin with us. Stir our hearts to pray, Lord, in all things, just as Brandon was reading out of your word, in everything in prayer, Lord. God, we we give you permission to remind us to pray. (laughs) And Lord, we know that when we do pray, according to your word, there will be signs and wonders. The Holy Spirit will move in powerful ways. There'll be answers to prayer that we can't imagine how it happened. God, we're asking for that, Lord. And we know that that's not about us. A sign and a wonder comes so that Jesus can be made known. Lord, I thank you that you do those things that's not just knowledge in our head about Jesus, but it gives us the reality of his majesty, how awesome he is. So God, just as a church, continue to give us a hunger and thirst for you. Lord, I pray that even on Wednesday nights at our city nights, that would become one of our biggest services in this church because people are so hungry to pray and to know you, Lord. We just ask this in your name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Next, we want to pray for, for unity in our country. Only God could do that. I mean, our society, especially with social media, wants to put people in one extreme group or the other, right? And we do the same thing. If you follow in this area on this topic or maybe you back this this agenda or something, then you get lumped in with these kind of extreme groups and it creates division. And we, not only do they do it to us, we do it to other people. You know, if you've met one liberal, you've met them all. If you've met one conservative, you've, you've met them all. Uh, that's not how it works in the, the kingdom of God. That's what happens when we put our politics ahead of our faith in Jesus. So when our, our politics inform our faith, things get really, really screwed up really fast. But when our faith informs our politics, we make better decisions. We treat people better. We love people better the way we're supposed to? Are we really gonna let politics divide the body of Christ? I mean, how offensive must that be to God? And so we wanna pray for for unity and that it would start with us, Christ's followers, that that we would be about the things that we should be about. We wanna pray for Christians to follow Jesus first, not a platform, not a party. Jesus, that we would resist being pushed to the extremes, that our faith would inform our politics, not the other way around, that Christians would be known for our love for one another. I, I, I don't think this is what most people think of when they think of Christians, that, oh, they just love people so well. This is what Jesus said we would be known by, our love for one another. That would be a marker in our lives as we loved people, not just people like us, Jesus hung out with all kinds of people that couldn't have been more different than him. And he loved them. And then finally, that God, again, God would start with me, that he would start with you. This is a good time to to check yourself, man. Am I I part of this, this problem of division in our country? Am I loving people well? Am I letting my, my faith inform everything else in my life? So 
Again, I'm going to give you just a couple of minutes to pray through these things, and then we'll have one of our prayer team members close us out on a mic. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Father, we come boldly before your throne of grace today, Father, and we ask that we would, you would help us to remember that we are to use your words with wisdom, Father. We're not to use your words to cut other people down, to cut other religions down, Father, but we are used, we are vessels for you to heal the hurting world around us, Father God. I pray that the world around us, our communities, our homes, our workplaces, Father God, the ones that we claim to love, the ones that you sent us here to love on would see you through us, Father, that you would, they wouldn't see our politics, they wouldn't see the things that we stand so boldly in, but will we stand more bolder and more courageous for your word and what you've asked us to do in this life, Father God? Would we be those who, who seek your truth, but to love and to heal, Father God? Would you continue to work through us, Father God? Would you start with us, start with me, so that the world would see who you truly are, Father God, so that the love that the love would flow from us, Father, as, as much as we want to be right. I pray that we would seek your truth above all else, above the lies of this world, above the people in it, Father, and above the way this world teaches us how to be, that we would seek your truth and your love so that the world around us would see us flow for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Next, we want to pray for, for our church, for, for the city. Uh, God's doing some amazing things here. Uh, I, I, we talk about it as a staff all the time, but even throughout COVID and shutdowns last year, we just sensed God doing some things and some momentum. And then even this year, as we go into the summer months when normally, you know, churches kind of have some slumps and you're just trying to get to the fall. So people come back to church, you know, we sense God moving. He, he's doing something. He's, he's kind of building a foundation. He's, he's setting some people on fire from him. He's leading us in a very specific direction together. And we wanna pray that God continues to do that in our church. We wanna pray that he continues to move in us at an individual level and at a corporate level, that our church family would grow closer to God, closer to each other, that we would develop a deep knowledge and understanding of scripture. This is again, why we've been teaching through the Bible verse by verse. I've, I've seen my own faith personally in the last six months grow in tremendous ways just by committing myself to studying scripture. And we believe as more and more of our people do this and just kind of discover the, 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 the hidden secret, if you want to call it that, that God's word is alive and active and it's powerful and it's transformative. The more people do that, the more our lives are going to change, our families are going to change, and our church will change. And then finally, that our kids would grow up with unshakable faith. This one is closely related to that one. And this is why we've talked about moving into the fall. We're gonna start some things um, in our, our kids ministry and our, our youth ministry where we're all going through the, the verses, the same verses together with kind of the same singular focus, the big ideas. 
We're bringing together a, a table talk discussion to give families as, you know, we talk about, you know, what we talked about at church this week or whatever. So, so kids kind of grow up with, with a, a faith that's more than just, well, mom said so and dad said so. And that's what they say in Sunday school. And I don't really know anything beyond that. No, they would have a, a true understanding of who Jesus is and why we follow him. So let's pray for, for these things for a couple of minutes. And then we'll have one of our prayer team members close us out. come before you today thanking you so much for our our church lord not just uh not just our building but we are thanking you for the the group that you have brought together lord and that uh the leadership that you've given us um, that guides us and teaches us lord we're we're humbled and we ask that we always seek you seek your face seek your name seek seek you lord in all that we do and we're humbled that that's that's the goal of our church and the goal of, of us as Christians to love and be guided by you, Lord. And we ask that you continue to move in us, Lord. We're, we're so humbled that you're moving in this church and in, in us as individuals and corporately, Lord. And, and we love you for it. Thank you for your love. Thank you for, for your spirit, your Holy Spirit that's in us, Lord. We're humbled and we, we, we love you for it, Lord. Thank you for that. And we ask for that to, to always continue and us to be devoted to that, Lord, please. We ask that you would continue to grow our family and, and grow, our, grow our church family and grow us closer to each other, grow us closer to love each other so that we can love like only you show us, Lord love each other deeply and feel each other's pain and joy lord we thank you for that lord and we 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 are humbled that our church is built on your truth on your scripture lord we thank you that you've guided my family to this church i thank you that you've guided all of us to this church and we thank you for the leadership that that is is so devoted to teaching your scripture and your truth lord and we ask that we be changed by it. We ask that we grow in it, Lord. And we thank you so much that you love us enough to have put that into our into our church and into our into the scriptures, Lord, that we can study. Lord, and we we humbly come before you, lifting up our kids, and and ask that you develop a faith in them. Ask that you ask that you develop us so that they can look to us for for your guidance and, 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 and your love, Lord. And we thank you for that. And we lift them up to you. Thank you for the leadership that you have in our youth and in our in our young people, Lord. And we lift them up to you. Yes, you give them strength. We ask for protection for them, Lord. We thank you so much and love you for our church. We ask for protection for our church. Ask for protection for the leadership in our church, Lord. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And now we want to pray for each other. I want to pray for, for you. You know, as I said before, it's amazing how many of us, my, myself included, will save prayer as some kind of last resort, right? Like out of desperation. But not only that, but we tend to, to be hesitant to even admit we need prayer. 
Like we, we all have this thing in us that we try to pretend like our life is perfect, like we assume everyone else's is. And it's just, it's just not true. We all have things that we need prayer for. And in a family like this, a church family, we, we can't pray for you if we don't know what, what the needs are, right? We can't be there for each other unless we're open and honest and vulnerable with each other. I mean, in my family, if, I, if my daughter was struggling in a major way and she never told me about it, I, it would break my heart, right? Because I, I, can, I can be there for her. We can get her help or whatever else. So what we're asking you today as we get into this section to, to just be bold, right? Like be vulnerable, be, be um, open. Not only can we pray for you if we know you have a need, but we also, you know, that, that, that it's something in you that's, that's a huge step of faith to get out of your seat and to, to put yourself out there in that way. You're saying you believe God can do something about your situation. You're, you're taking that step of faith to be prayed for. It's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. We, we have not because we ask not. That's, that's what Jesus said. So we're gonna pray for each other. I love this quote by A.J. Gordon. You can do more than pray after you've prayed, but you can never do more than pray until you've prayed. Let's read that again. You can do more after you've prayed, right? There's a lot of things we can do to try to better our situation or whatever, but you can never do more than pray until you've prayed. That means we pray first. That should be the first thing that we do before we try to go into fixing things and everything else we need to come to God with our need because that's what he's asking us to do as his children and so we're going to do kind of like we do at city night so I'm going to give a couple of prayer topics um, and if you feel like this is something that relates to you or that you're dealing with or that you're struggling with or need prayer for we're going to ask you to stand up and then we're going to ask people around you to, to pray for you and so uh, again I would encourage you to get out of your comfort zone and be bold. But the first thing we wanna pray for is if you're facing a, a, a major decision in your life, in your near future, it may be a, a, some kind of financial decision, it could be a job change, it could be a, a relationship, it doesn't matter what it is, you probably already have that thing that just popped into your mind. If, you, if you're facing a major decision and you just wanna pray for God's wisdom in your life, you wanna make the right decision, and it, it may not even be a right or wrong kind of decision. It could, you just want God's best. God, what is your best for my life? Because that's what we should all be after in the end. If, if that's you, you're facing a decision, you want us to pray for you, I would ask that you stand up so we can do that. Also, if you're watching online, if that's you, you can put that in the comments. We'd love to pray for you as well. Anybody else? All right. So if you're around some of these standing, I would ask that you stand and put a, just put a hand on their shoulder. This is a biblical model that we're following here. Uh, nothing weird. You don't have to touch them on their neck or their back, lower back or something. Don't, don't be weird about it, right? But just on their shoulder. Yeah, we have some in the, the balcony. Let's just pray. Here's the things we're praying for that they would be faithful to pray, first of all, that God would give them wisdom, that they would ask, what is the wise decision? And that they would have the, the courage to be obedient when they feel like they hear from God. So let's pray for these. If, even if one in each group wanted to pray out loud for them, I think that would be a, a, a cool thing to do. Let's pray for a minute or two, and then we'll have one of our prayer team members close us.
Father God, we come before you just humbled and great, grateful that we can come to an almighty God who loves us and calls us his own. Lord, I pray that we would never take that for granted. Lord, you don't ask us to be perfect. You asked us to follow you. Father, I just pray for each person here that is struggling to decide, struggling to find a, a, a path to go forward, Lord. I pray that they would see you as Jehovah Jireh, who's our provider, who's our vision. Lord, that, that you would guide each step, that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Teach them, guide them, love them. Correct them, Father, wherever they go astray. Correct all of us, Lord, when we turn away from you, Lord. Draw us near. I pray for your favor. I pray for your love and direction to fill them, Lord, and that they would discover their purpose in you. We love you. We trust you. It's in your blessed son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys can have a seat. Thank you. Next thing is... If you're experiencing um, recurring pain in your body or a, a, just an illness of some kind, just physically, you're, you're not quite right. Uh, again, it could be some, some kind of sickness, illness. It could be pain in your leg. It could be back pain. It could be some kind of injury that you're dealing with. We, we believe that God still heals people. Uh, he's the great physician. He, he knit you together in your mother's womb. He knows your your need today. So we want to ask if that's you, if you're experiencing pain or, or illness of some kind, uh, we want to ask that you stand so that we can pray for you. Again, online, if that's you, comment. We'd love to pray for you as well. Awesome. Anybody else? This is one of the things that, here, here's some, some things we're going to pray for. First of all, Again, that we would be faithful to pray that God would heal us, that God would heal, right? <laughs> and that they would give God glory in the aftermath and that their story would be one that brings people to Jesus. This is one of those things where, where we come to God in faith knowing that he can heal us and then we trust him with the results. That's a, a great heart posture to have as we pray for, for healing. Um, God knows what you need. And so if you're standing around one of these, if you would surround them and put a hand again on the shoulder, if the person wants to share what the, the injury is, I think it's, it's a good thing to pray specifically. And so maybe you want to share what that thing is. You don't have to, of course. And let's just pray that God would move, God would heal, and that we'd have some awesome stories of his faithfulness and power. Father, you are mighty, you are wonderful, and we love you so much, God. Father, we step out in faith today. Let us be your hands and feet, Father. Father, give us that obedience to pray in great faith and great trust that you will do what you say you do, Father, because your promises are true and we believe those. So Father, today, rain down your healing. As you ask, do you want to be healed? We say yes. We say yes, Father. We want healing. 
great healing, magnificent healing, Father, and that we glorify you from this process, Father, that you have healed, you perform miracles to this day. Let this church be your hands, Father, and your feet, Father. Oh, you are mighty, God. Let us rejoice in the healing that you perform today, Father, as these people touch those that need healing, Father. Let their hands be your hands, Father, to heal as the woman who touched, Father. We touch, Father, we touch your heart. We receive this healing, Father, and we rejoice in your name. In your precious name we pray, Father. Amen. Amen. One last thing to today, um, and this is one I'm just going to say, it's, we're all going to be tempted to stand up uh, for this. It's one of those kind of wide ones, but don't, don't feel that way, right? Well, I, well, I, let me just share it with you, and then I'll kind of explain a little more. If you've just been sensing in your life that you want more of God, and you just kind of got this, this churning, right? This, this burning within you to go deeper in your relationship with him, to, to follow just hard after Jesus to kind of just go to, to a different level in your relationship uh, with God. And again, I, I'm not saying if you don't stand up that you don't want those things. I'm saying if specifically you've noticed that in your life and you're like, man, I want to take a next step in my, I want to, I want to go deeper in my relationship with him. Uh, and, and just if I could pause for just a second for all of us, again, in thinking of next steps in your, your prayer relationship, we all need to take some kind of step. And this is where I want to challenge you. You know, if you're not doing like our daily devos, for example, that's a great way to, to get into the word. I mean, if you haven't tried it, it's, it couldn't be easier. And it gives you such insight into just one or two verses and some things to pray over. This is a good, a good way to kind of take a next step in your personal prayer. And then also come to city nights on Wednesday nights at 630 and, and just Maybe, maybe a baby step would be once a month or twice a month and just pray with your church family. It's a whole lot like this. Um, and, and God does some amazing things through it. So that's my challenge for everyone, right? So, so if, that, if that's you and you're, you're sensing you want more and God's stirring something in you and you just don't know what you need to do uh, next in your relationship with them, uh, I wanna ask you to, to stand so we can pray with you. Again, online, if that's you, let us know. Awesome. All right, one more time. Let's, let's gather around these that are standing and let's pray. Here's some things that we're gonna pray for, that God would give them a hunger for prayer and for the word, that he would fill them with this Holy Spirit, that he would use them for the, the kingdom and that he would grow their, their faith muscle, that they would learn to exercise that faith muscle and it would go stronger and stronger. Uh, I'm gonna give you a minute or two to pray and then Barry is gonna close us out with a, a few words. So let's pray for him. that prayer of more, Lord, fill me. So God, that's our prayer. Would you fill these who stand, stood, Lord? 
God, I pray that there'd be such a sense of your presence on them and what you want to do in them, Lord. Thank you for even their vulnerability of being willing to stand and ask for that, God. Would you honor that? We believe in the power of prayer. We believe because we prayed, you will move, God. And we can't wait to see what you're gonna do. We ask this in your name, amen. You guys can be seated again. So you can see that we've been modeling just different aspects of prayer. We believe a biblical model of praying for one another is putting a hand on a shoulder or maybe even holding somebody's hand. For some reason, there's some kind of transfer of what God does in that. I think because God does things as family, he doesn't lean on people having an individual walk with God. I think God created it like that. And one of the things that Brandon kept saying, and, and, and we want to emphasize this, is God is naturally supernatural. He's not weirdly supernatural. So I don't have to talk in a bigger voice in any way. I don't need to put any hype into God. He'll show up if we'll seek after him. He's looking at our hearts. He's not looking at my tone or anything like that. So one of the other things that we'll do often at city nights is we'll take a minute to listen. Obviously we're not audibly hearing God's voice, but in our hearts, we're sensing God speaking to us. And so we'll listen, God, what are you saying to us? What are you saying to your people? So just wanna pause here a minute and I want you guys to close your eyes and just for a minute, just be still. Music's gonna be playing. See if there's an impression on your heart. Maybe it's just you sense God drawing you to himself. Maybe he puts a word there that he wants you to focus on. So just take a minute. Thank you for stirring our hearts. Thank you for just speaking to your people. You guys can look up for a minute and I encourage you, if, if something was on your heart, write it down. God wants to stir that in you. What I've learned about listening to God is it's like a muscle. You have to exercise it for it to grow. You know, when I first started listening to God is like five seconds and then I'm thinking about the NBA game that's gonna be happening, you know? But the more I did it, and we try to create environments with the music, with the Holy Spirit's presence, being quiet, so you can really focus in on hear what God's saying. Obviously, something you know that is so primary here is the Word of God is so important to us. And we believe if you are spending time in God's Word, your heart will hear God more clearly and more often. So another thing that we believe, we, we want the whole counsel of the word. So if you, you haven't been around here long, we're not just gonna preach on a couple of topics. We're gonna try to hit everything that's in God's word as uncomfortable as that might be. One of the things God's word encourages 
us to do is understand spiritual gifts and even use spiritual gifts. And even if you went to 1 Corinthians 14, it would say something like, pursue love, desire earnestly spiritual gifts, and especially that you might prophesy. And I think it's so funny, prophecy gets all kind of crazy ideas about what it is, but what it really is, it's exhortation, encouragement, and comfort. So what that means is it's either gonna build you up, stir you up, or cheer you up. It's really that simple. It's not something really crazy or eerie. So just throughout my life, I've, I've grown in my muscle to hear God, and I've learned that prophecy is one of those gifts that God sometimes will give me and release me in. So I asked the Lord this morning, what, what is something that people here need to hear? So probably about 10 o'clock last night, I'm just praying for the services, and two things came real clear. He said, share this. There's some people who need to hear this, and so I'm going to share as I get older, my memory's not as good, so I text it to myself and then I can go back to it. So I, I sensed that there was gonna be a group of people here this morning and this is what the Lord is saying to you. This is the season to press in. You know that I've been asking you to press in closer to me. You've wanted intimacy with me, but you haven't been willing yet to give up some things to get that. This is the time to step forward. Don't lose this moment. It's not enough to stay just where you're at. I'm asking you to come to me. I wanna fill you, I wanna use you more. So I just want you to think if that's you, hold on to that. I've got one other word I'm gonna give and we're gonna pray. The second one is similar. And, and it started with this, you've waited long enough God's been trying to get you to move somewhere and you've waited long enough. It's time to make that transition. You've been still long enough. You, you've wanted to grow in spiritual gifts and even in the prophetic, but you haven't moved forward to do anything about that. God wants you to have what you want, but you've gotta be willing to step out. So both these people need to step out. And I just wanna bow your heads again and I'm gonna pray. So just with your heads bowed, nobody's looking around or anything. If either one of those identified with you, would you just raise your hand? Yeah, probably 20, 25 hands. Lord, thank you for you wanting to speak to us. So God, I pray for both these groups. Would you give them a specific next step that would lead them to intimacy with you? Lord, show them that area of their life that they need to let go of so they can get more of you in that area. And Lord, for the other set, I pray that you would take them to new steps of prayer, take them for new steps in learning about prophetic, not weirdness, God, but being naturally supernatural, that Jesus would be glorified, that the body would be built up, that unbelievers would come to Christ. Thank you for your spirit here today, Lord. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. These guys are gonna lead us in a couple more worship songs. And we're gonna have prayer teams up the front. If anybody just wanted prayer of encouragement, again, these, these are ways, I, I, there was a guy three weeks ago who came up for his knee, his knee was hurting him. And a week later he told me, hey, no more knee pain. 
So I'm just telling you, things like that happen when people pray for you, but if prayer teams would come up,